right, ladies and gentlemen, it's the Burb here, and I just wanted to take a moment to express my thoughts on the uh, the current situation out of Minneapolis in Minnesota, or maybe Brooklyn, Minnesota, and the officer, or the former officer, Kim Potter, now being brought up on second-degree manslaughter charges, and, of course, all the, the rioting that's been ensuing as a result of the frustration over another black male being shot and honestly I don't remember I don't know his name you can say that oh that's racist for not knowing his name I don't because every other week it's something else it's something new uh, you know whether it be Trayvon Martin whether it be um, Breonna Taylor whether it be uh, George Floyd whether I mean it, it's just it's always going to be someone else because the issue is that there will always be someone else media knows the mainstream media, the big corporate media, you know, the, the same ones that lied about uh, weapons of mass destruction in Iraq, that uh, gave us the pretext to go into war with Iraq for how many, many years or decades now, right? That same media cherry picks all these different stories out and they blow it up like crazy out in the media. They hype it up. They make this story just explode all over the internet, all over media, all over TV. So that's all you hear about. And that becomes a central focus for everyone and draws everyone's attention. The problem, though, is that these things happen. They have happened before and they continue to happen. And they don't just happen to black men. They happen to white men. They happen to white women. They happen to Asian men, Asian women. They happen to children. They happen to everything and everyone else. They happen to everyone else of every color, creed, nation on the on the face of the planet. This is nothing new. There's nothing new under the sun that has not been done before. Okay? The only thing that's new is the people that continually replace the older generation. I mean, what it, the birth rate on the planet now is every split second, every half second, one person's being born. Every second, one person's dying. So... The older generation that has been through this sort of thing before that knows what's going on, they're dying out, and there's literally a sucker being born every split second. Someone new that doesn't have this experience that thinks, oh, it's the most heinous thing ever, nothing worse has ever happened before. That's not true. So let's get this hype and hysteria under control, please. Let's understand for just a moment, just a moment, understand that these things have happened before, and they're likely to continue to happen they certainly haven't stopped happening. What really is going on here, the reason why the media is now deciding to hype up this sort of instance where a police officer accidentally shoots someone. I mean, it's not the first time that a police officer has drawn their weapon and shot someone thinking it was their taser. That's happened before. I know in New York and Chicago and other places. But this is the first time it's caught on a body camera that the media just fits their narrative, just falls in their lap. And so they run with it. Never mind that, right? Why is the media hyping it up? It's an agenda they're pushing. The media, remember the same media that lied to us about Iraq, that pushed the uh, um, all of hysteria around 9-11, the same media that lied about the Gulf of Tonkin incident and finally admitted that the truth of it that never even happened 40 years after the fact. You know, the Gulf of Tonkin incident that drew the U.S. into the Vietnam War that killed tens of thousands of Americans in Vietnam and however many thousands, even hundreds of thousands in Vietnam, an unnecessary war, clearly. This is the same media that hypes up 
all these things to try to divide us. You have to look at who owns these media outlets. These globalist elitists that own the media outlets also own major corporations such as oil companies. They also own major corporations such as war uh, manufacturers. I mean, I mean, they literally own a variety of companies and they have an agenda to push out. They push that agenda out through media. They have congressmen in their pockets. They steer and control the flow and function and future of society. So why are they now trying to push out this whole narrative that, oh, it, it, the police are racist somehow, okay, just because they're defending themselves. I mean, police officers shoot white people. In fact, more white people, <laughs> you know, it, it doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter. I mean, you point out the statistics and it doesn't even matter to the media. They will ignore the statistics and go with their story. So you have to look at the reason why the media is pushing this out right now and why their owners are pushing out this agenda. It's intended to divide society. They want to overrule and subjugate all Americans. They want to overthrow the Constitution. They want to destroy the country and divide it up so they can profit off of it. That's all they care about is profit. These, these CEOs and these owners, these businessmen, all of these social elites, these elitists, whether they're national elitists or they're globalist elitists, most of them, if not all of them, are sociopathic. They have sociopathic tendencies or they're psychopathic. Okay, they don't care about you or me. They don't have the love of God in their life. They're atheists. They only care about money going in their pocket and what they can have today. They do not give one iota. They'll put on a face like, oh, we care. Oh, we care. They don't care. They don't give one crap about you or about me or anyone. If you're in their way, they will remove you out of their way. They'll find some way to get you out of, your, out of their way. And that's the truth of the matter. That's been the way it's been since the dawn of mankind, unfortunately. What we have today is we have a system, a government system, that is designed, unfortunately, whether it was intentionally designed this way or not, it is this way, it's designed to allow the sociopathic and psychopathic people in our society to rise to the top, just like a giant scum pond where the scum rises to the top. So people that have no fear because they, I mean, they're, they're literally brain damaged, okay? A sociopath and a psychopath are brain damaged, all right? There's a disconnect in their brain. They have no conscience. They have no fear as a result as well. And so they do great in business, but they plow over everyone else's rights. They are leaders in government, as if we need leaders, and they plow over everyone's rights. They destroy your rights. They destroy your civil liberties. They destroy your privileges and your freedoms. They don't care about any of that as long as they get what they want. And what they want is glory. What they want is power. What they want is anything and everything that they can possibly have to help perpetuate this idea, this narcissistic supply that they feed off of to make them feel like, oh, they're the best. Oh, they're better. And so they divide the classes. They divide the people up just like Sun Tzu, divide and conquer. Okay. So they sow division throughout society. They don't want us to be unified. They don't want the American people or any people on the planet to actually be unified. Because if we truly were unified as one people, we would recognize that 
their attempts to divide us is what's actually harming us. Everyone, please just wake up and, and smell the roses. All right. See what's actually happening around you. Everything the media puts out is anathema. It's a curse. It literally is designed to just drive people apart, drive a wedge through all societal classes, destroy the family unit and destroy all of our lives in the process. It's meant to, for the elitists to consolidate power as they divide the masses up and target one group after another for destruction. And on and on it goes. And so the issue becomes, what are we, the people, going to do about it? First of all, we need to recognize the assaults of the enemy. The enemy is the global elites who are atheists, don't believe in God, or if they do, they may understand that there is a devil and they believe the devil to be their God. Literally, they worship Lucifer, many of them. So we need to recognize the evil that exists in this world and recognize that these people who control these corporations, a lot of them are evil. Whether it is intentional or it can be or unintentional because that's their nature, there is a lot of evil, a lot of evil in large globalist corporations. There's a lot of evil in the mainstream media. And they're attacking the police. They're attacking the lowest level of government in our society as well. Here, here's the danger of that. I want all of you to be aware. Listen up. Listen close. Here's the express danger in that. Qualified immunity. We've heard a lot in the media the last couple of years, especially since George Floyd's death, that we should get away from qualified immunity. We should defund the police, do away with their immunity, get rid of the police. And of course, now with this newest incident, there are more calls to defund the police or abolish the police altogether. There will be no society if the police are abolished, first of all. And one of the major linchpins of society is the qualified immunity that police officers have. They don't have absolute immunity, okay? It's not like they have diplomatic immunity where they can just do anything they want and get away with it. That's not the case. Never has been. It's called qualified immunity for a reason. Qualified immunity because they have to, they have to qualify for it. They have to meet certain criteria in order to meet the conditions where the immunity will apply to them. If they go outside of the scope of that of those conditions, of those qualifications, then the immunity doesn't apply to them and they are subject to the full thrust, the full brunt of the law at that point, okay? It is not absolute immunity where they are just God and they get away with everything they want and do anything they want and they never have any consequence, any consequence to pay for it. No, that's not how it works. But that's the deal the state strikes with men and women who put on that uniform of a police officer, okay? As long as the police officer is acting within the scope of their responsibility as a police officer and doing the things that they have been trained by the state to do so, the state will then apply immunity to their actions, okay, regardless. And if for some reason that their actions are outside of the scope of their responsibilities, then that immunity evaporates. It doesn't apply, okay? That's qualified immunity. Nobody wants to be a police officer without any kind of immunity or without qualified immunity. Okay, you realize that police officers are always afraid of being sued. They're always afraid of losing their job. And it's true, police officers often get sued and lose their jobs or they quit because of stressful conditions. It's a hard job putting on that uniform 
I did it for 10 years. Five years in the military as a military police officer and five years on civilian side as a civilian police officer. I trained police officers in arrest and control tactics. Okay, I also trained them as a, a standardized field sobriety test instructor. I also trained them in a number of other things also. So I've trained police officers before. Here you have a situation where the elitists are attacking the police. Why are they attacking the police? They want to overthrow the police. They want to get rid of police because by doing so, they can then break apart our society. The major linchpin holding our society together is law enforcement, law and order. We have a republic, people. It's a republic. That means the law. We are supposed to be obeying the law. We can, we can go on and on about, of course, the difference between the self-protectorate and a, and a government where you know, the law doesn't change in the self-protectorate, but the law does, unfortunately, change in the government all the time, and it's corrupt. But the fact is that we have a society, we're supposed to have a society based on laws, where everyone is treated fairly and equally because the law is fair and equal. What these media types are doing, what the globalist elitists, the social elitists that control the media and the control of these corporations, they are funding communist revolutionary groups like Black Lives Matter, you know, BLM, burn, loot, murder, or Antifa. You know, Antifa, they, they fight fascism with fascism. I guess, you know, BLM uh, fights racism with racism. You know I mean? <laughs> you fight fire with fire, right? How does that work out for you? You know, I mean, you're you got to create the thing that you need to destroy, right? I mean, give me a break. You might as well just chase your tail and run in circles. That's about how far that's, that's going to get you. So they fund these communist revolutionary groups that have Marxist ideologies. They want to destroy the family unit. They don't want mom and dad to have kids. They don't want there to be a mom or a dad. They really, literally want to break apart society, and they're doing so to destroy the country, to destroy the society that we've created in an attempt to destroy everything so that the elitists can then come in and buy up property, buy up neighborhoods, and consolidate their power for pennies on the dollar. Again, the elitists only care about one thing themselves and their power and their money. That's it. They don't care about you. They don't care about me. They don't actually care about racism at all. They don't actually care about the real problems that we have in the country. They pay lip service to these things and they stir people up and make them angry and hype them up in order to bring about division and sow division within the country. Okay, it's an overthrow, an attempted overthrow of our government. The, the problem is we have a government. So if they can't directly overthrow the government, they will simply change the government by infiltrating it and putting in their, uh, their agents who they have funded to enact certain policies or to push certain legislation, and they'll do that over time, saying what we have is what we have today as a result of it, because it's happened over the last uh, several decades, if not 50 years or more, 100 years or more, really. So it's been a slow progression to the point where we are right now, but it's, 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 it's picking up pace, it's quickening. And so the, the downfall of the U.S. is just continuing on. I mean, who would have thought, you know, 10, 20 years ago that we would be at this place where literally there are politicians now calling for the police to go away and to be abolished? You've got to be kidding me. I mean, that's outright treason right there. You might as well just say, hey, you just put yourself out of a job. That's just so crazy. But here we are. What do we do to combat this? What do we do? as a people 
to stop this progression from happening. As I said before, first, we need to recognize what's going on. Second, we need to take action. And we need to stand up and say, we're not going to take this crap. Okay? We're not going to take it. Everyone from every single ethnic background in the country, from every single racial background, whatever that might be, it doesn't matter, we're all human, okay? We all need to unify and recognize the humanity in each other. Whether you're an atheist, whether you're an agnostic, whether you are religious, it doesn't matter. We all need to recognize the humanity and the love within each other. We all should love each other. We should. God has commanded us to love each other, to love him, love each other, and love ourselves. But instead, we have a bunch of media uh, talking heads that are hyping up hating ourselves and hating each other and hating God. That's the exact opposite of what we should be doing. So let's first take a look in at ourselves. Are we kind to each other? Are we kind to our neighbors? Do we espouse the virtues of the religious philosophies that our ancestors who established this country came over here and fought for? Do we believe in those values? Do we teach them to our children? Do we respect each other? Do we set a good example for our children and for each other? These are the things that we really ought to be focused on. Because by doing those things, it shuts out all of the other stuff. The other thing that we really ought to be doing is we ought to be vying for, after we're unified, we ought to be vying for and fighting for and trying to establish a self-protectorate. If you don't know what a self-protectorate is, buy the book, Self-Protectorate Blueprint for a Better World. That book will show you exactly what a self-protectorate is and how it can change the world for better from the future. And it's just amazing. A self-protectorate, literally, it's the authority of the state. Okay, so you have a government that's literally the authority of the state. The people get together, they give part of their authority over to certain other people that are elected to operate the government, you know. Um, And so they get a bunch of guys together with guns running around enforcing laws, and uh, they have a judicial system Anyway, it's called government, right? We all, we all should be familiar with what government is because unfortunately we have run-ins with it um, every other day or so. What a self-protectorate is, it's just like a government, except the key difference is that in a self-protectorate, the law does not change. The law is made whole and complete from the beginning of the self-protectorate. So you don't have this situation in a government where the law is able to change for any reason at any moment on a whim. You know, because some politician got paid off by some CEO in a major corporation. That's not how it works in a self-protectorate. In a self-protectorate, everyone's rights are equally protected because the law is fair. The law is held above all. The law can't be held above all and to be held to be inviolate if it's able to be changed. That's what government is, okay? So government is inherently corrupt, Self-protectorate stops that kind of corruption because it stops any kind of law change from happening. So it puts everyone on an equal footing with the state. Anyway, but like I said, um, if you want to, you can check out uh, the book Self-Protectorate Blueprint for a Better World. 
to learn more about self-protection or go to be the to learn more about that as well. Uh, we have uh, videos up that will teach you about self-protectorate. But getting back to the, uh, the whole, um, situation presently in Minneapolis with the officer now, or the former officer rather charged with second degree manslaughter. I watched the video also of her, you know, holding her pistol, her duty weapon uh, at the suspect as he had retreated back into his vehicle. And she shot once and then said, oh crap, no expletive in intended. Oh crap, I shot him thinking that she was tasing him. She even said, taser, 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 which is what you're trained to do if you're using and deploying a taser. Here we're talking about now this narrative where we're trying to just defund the police, right? We shouldn't be trying to defund the police. You're going to get crappier police out of it. You should be putting more funds into the police. The solution to having better policing is to put more funds and more training and better qualified people in these positions, okay? Uh, trust me, I've been a police officer for 10 years. I, I know how that goes, all right? I've talked to many police officers who, you know, get, they get paid less than school teachers do, elementary school teachers. Who wants that kind of a job, especially when you can get shot and you're called to have to wear a duty weapon to protect yourself from someone that might be wanting to kill you just because you're wearing a uniform. It's a hard job, very stressful, and that's the reason why I got out of it, Okay. After the 2015 Ferguson, Missouri protests I, and riots, I said, I had enough. I, I can't do that. It's too much risk and not enough reward. So, but I trained police officers. I trained them in arrest and control tactics. And I always train my officers, if you're going to carry a taser, you carry it on the opposite side of your body. Because, like I said, this is not the first time someone accidentally got shot when the officer thought they were deploying their taser. Tasers and pistols have a similar feel, have a similar grip, okay? And if you carry it on the same side of your body, guess what? You're not looking, paying attention. It's an uh, emergency situation. The adrenaline's going. Uh, and, you know, you have that tunnel vision going, that vascular restraint going in your, in your eyes. And so it narrows your field of vision. You're paying more attention to the direct threat in front of you, and you're not really paying attention to what you're pulling off your duty belt. You're going for what you train for. And most officers, guess what? In fact, all officers train more on their duty weapon than they do on taser. It's required to, you know, required training for every officer to have a duty weapon, but not necessarily for a taser. And most officers have more familiarity with their duty weapon than they do with the taser. Okay. So they're more likely to use it thinking, and if it's carried on the same side of the body, then you could accidentally end up drawing it versus the taser. So I've always taught my officers that I trained, you carry the taser on the opposite side of your body. If you're right-handed and you're, that's your firing hand, then you carry the taser on your left side of your body and you learn to shoot the taser or fire the taser with and deploy it with your left hand. Same thing with the opposite side. That helped to avoid that problem from happening. But there's there's so much poor training that goes on within these uh, these departments. And that gets into a greater argument and narrative and of the, uh, the fact that there's just a, a meshwork. It's really a patchwork of different agencies throughout the U.S. that have different policies, different laws, different rules, different procedures, different regulations. And because there are different states, different cities, different counties, different municipalities, different. Uh, it's, it's just all different. There's no consistency, really, 
but there's organizations like Calia that try to come in and, and you know make consistency at least at the administrative level for policies, right? And so, but there really is no actual consistency between law enforcement agencies nationwide, not even from city to city. You can be right, right next door and have different policies and procedures from one department to another, from one agency to another. And it really, it, it's unfair when you have one department that's being judged off of the actions of one officer um, that happened for an incident that happened across the country. You know, it's really unfair when you have police that are being lambasted in South Carolina, you know, for something that happened in Washington state, for example, because all, all people know is they see that uniform, that badge, and that's all they think about. They don't, they don't think, Hey, it wasn't my police department. Oh, Hey, are my police trained better? No, they're no, that's not what people are taught to think. Again, it's being hyped up in the media. So they think all police are bad. It's they're all racist. And then every police officer is painted with that broad brush as being racist and bad and a thug and so on and so on. But that's what's being taught. So I just want to reiterate the fact that there needs to be more training, more accountability. There needs to be equal training across the board, really. Uh, there, there are other systems out there like um, uh, PPCT through uh, HFRG. They're really good. Um, unfortunately, not all agencies, not all departments want to use that sort of system for arrest and control tactics in training their officers. And a lot of states, they don't even have centralized training academies. There's only two states, I think, in the nation, South Carolina and one other, uh, that have a centralized police academy. Um, or law enforcement academy for the whole state where all officers have to go through that academy only. Um, like in Georgia, where I am, for example, it's, it's a patchwork there. They just have to go through standardized testing, but the, the uh, you know, the academies are throughout the state. There's no real centralized training that happens. So there is that issue and that problem. Okay. And that problem really can't be addressed with government, because with government, it's it's a patchwork in itself also with the, the current state of the United States, with the current status of the United States. And so if there were more unity rather than division, again, there would be more opportunity for police departments to uh, mesh together and have equal training. It really just comes down to the laws that each state is willing to put out there and hold their police accountable for. Anyway, with that being said, I would just like to end this by saying that we really need to come together as a people, stop being divided against each other, stop letting other people divide us. Don't be angry. Don't be hateful towards your neighbors or your friends. Don't be hateful towards your family. Don't be hateful toward anyone. Be kind. Please be kind. Show love and compassion for everyone. Don't be like the globalist elitists that have these psychopathic tendencies and these sociopathic tendencies. Show compassion. Show care. Show concern. Be genuinely concerned and care for your neighbors, your co-workers, your family, your friends, your peers, anyone who's around you that's in need or needs help. Have compassion on them and understanding. I'm going to leave that with you and uh, just let you know that, um, again, if you want to find more information out about Self-Protectorate, go to betheburb.com uh, or buy the book Self-Protectorate Blueprint for a Better World. 
And until next time, keep promoting righteous change. Peace.